Hey, it's me, Solid Snake, protagonist and heartthrob of the Metal Gear Solid series. I'm stuck in patreon.com slash supernpcradio, but I've uncovered the key to defeating Foxhound. Hello? Snake? It's me, Otacon. Have you told them the key to defeating Foxhound yet? Uh, no. I was just about to, but you interrupted me. Uh, sorry. I, I almost screwed this up as bad as when I designed Metal Gear. Also sorry for pissing on myself when we met. Anyway, the key to defeating Foxhound is... Hello, Solid Snake. It is I, Psycho Mantis. I was reading your mind and I could see that you haven't told the listener that the key to defeating Foxhound is by going to patreon.com slash supernpcradio and listening to the Metal Gear Solid Games Club from Super NPC. If someone would just give me a minute, I could tell- Oh, my bad. Carry on. To defeat Foxhound, you must listen to the Metal Gear Solid Games Club from Super NPC Radio, where we're covering the Metal Gear Solid series. I can see in your podcast listening history that you enjoyed The Legend of Zelda Games Club, listener. You'll love this. He's right. Your favorite pals at Super NPC Radio will be covering 10 games in the Metal Gear Solid series. They'll release bi-monthly on Fridays. Oh, jeez, I'm going to peace myself again. It's true. You can find it all at the $10 DJ Toad tier over at patreon.com slash supernpcradio every other Friday. There's more to come after that, too. In the second half of the year, I've seen it. Another series after Metal Gear? Oh, man. This is a lot to take in. What's that series going to be about? It better not be about piss. (laughs) (laughs) Mario! Coming to you live this morning from the Mushroom Kingdom, WKBAG Studios, Wario K. Rule, Bowser, Andros Cannon. This is Video Games, a comedy show. I'm your host, Jeremy Schmidt, and today I've got a rip-roaring episode for you. Uh, For you crazy toads out there, you wild toads out there on the, on the, uh, on the, on, on Star... On Star Road, uh, in traffic on your way to work, uh, we've got uh, two delightful members of the Zoo Tycoon crew here to make you laugh and make you think. I've got the lovable, always affable Nick Costanza on the show. Nick, say hello. Hello, Peter. (laughs) Did that come through at all? We'll no. come through in the in the in the overall recording. It's just a bunch of gunshot sounds. That's sort of Nick's sound effect. It's just <laughs> just army gunshot sounds. Since he's such a big fan of of, uh, of violence and, mm-hmm. and gun violence, um, we also have a brand new member of our show. I've known this. I've known this feller since. Wow, what nigh on twenty years now? Mm. Probably since the year twenty. 16. I might have met you in 2016. It's the incredible Scott Thede on the show. Comedian, entrepreneur, philanthropist, Scott Thede. How are you, sir? Good. How are you, Peter? (laughs) I have, uh, (laughs) Scott, you may or may not know this, but everybody who comes to the show has their own custom sound effect for the year. It's something that plays. You say, what up, what up? It plays. And it sounds really, really cool. Are you ready to hear your 2022 sound effect? I can't wait. Okay, now give me a what up, what up. What up, what up? Hey, y'all. Scott here. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's oh, what I sound welcome like. To the That's show. exactly what I sound like. Yeah. It's exactly what you sound like. Don't don't listen to his voice right now. That's that that's exactly <laughs> what he sounded like in that in that in this. Hey y'all, Scott here. <laughs> We have uh, a great show lined up for you today. We're going to talk all about a little thing I like to call video games. And it's something I've been kind of calling them this, the video games, you know. Um, some people call them other things. I call them video games. Before we get into all that, though, I do want to hear from our panel something that they have uh, would like to recommend that's not video game related. I don't like to get too specific about it, but it could be anything, anything you're enjoying. That you want to recommend to our our our, uh, our listeners, uh, Nick? Why don't we start with you? You show them how it's done. Well, look, um, I'm going to do it wrong real fast because I have to clear the air here. I actually have a cameo today. Okay, great. Yeah, uh-huh. um, Scott, this is something I do. I usually come on the show. I play a little cameo. I spend a lot of money on these. Mm-hmm. They're really expensive. I got Hund- thousands of dollars on cameo <laughs> appearances. Yeah, so I'm going to play this one right now. Um, <clears throat> let me know if this comes through. Okay. Nick Costanza. I've been on the show before. Uh, I want to reach out and apologize. Yes, this is an apology cameo. Um, Last time I was on Video Games, a comedy show, uh, I said that my roommate Brian had acquired and watched a copy of the Louis C.K. film, I Love You, Daddy. He did accuse me of slander for this. He has not seen this movie. I said it. I was wrong. I'm sorry. My words do not define me. It's my actions, and I hope to be a better man. Okay. Have a good show, guys. Bye. Wow. <laughs> and and Nick, I got to know, the listeners dying to know, how much did that put you back? Because it was an apology cameo, it did cost extra. I paid a solid grand for that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, no, no, that seems fair because I think an apology cameo really, um, you know, it really rings more genuine than a notes app apology. Yeah. Yeah. For I sure. Think so too. Especially think. if you're getting somebody to apologize for something they didn't actually say. Um, like I, it costs a little extra, you know, cause yeah. they're owning those words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Who, uh, uh, did, did did your roommate get into a fair amount of trouble from the uh, from the the outcry of the, uh, our listeners finding out that they may or may not had watched "I Love You, Daddy"? Yeah, he written and directed got, by Louis. <laughs> uh huh. He almost got canceled for that, and that's not. That's fair so to him. interesting. Just for watching it, mm-hmm. just for being curious about it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um. Well, I would never dare watch that film. That's absolute filth and trash. Scott Theed. What's something you might recommend? And don't say I love you, Daddy. Keep in mind. Remember what happens. You know, as much as I would like to recommend that movie, um, I really didn't like it. Um, yeah, right, right. I've heard uh, that about that movie, that it's actually just still not good. I uh, Well, to be clear, I didn't watch it. I... I uh, <laughs> I would never. I could never. I like. I respect. Where would you find it? I mean, Redbox. Let me tell you about Redbox. <laughs> Those machines are. How are they still around? Like, I don't know. the internet is the world's biggest red box, and yeah. 
you know, I think that they're just mostly used for like cigarette butts now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're 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 mainly for me to walk up in front of my my partner and do do a Fonzie just to see mm. if one will fall down. You know. <laughs> Uh, um, but seriously, well, no, I guess this isn't that serious because it's also not important. But something I would recommend because awesome. it's something that I've been doing a lot lately is so I don't know about you, but I enjoy this beverage called coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Usually in the I've mornings. About this. Hold on. Yeah. I got a coffee sound effect here. You know, that's that's actually how my brain feels when I take the first sip. Uh, (laughs) Right, right, right. But recently I've been putting in this like powdered chocolate collagen creamer in my coffee (laughs) Um, Mm. because I want to feel healthy, at least in one little respect in my life. So I feel like, oh, I'm having collagen peptides in my coffee uh i'm gonna look young and beautiful and and i don't have to uh, i don't have to worry about the fact that i'm eating trash and not exercising yeah right 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 right, so i would really recommend that because it's like um it really helps with guilt and skin (laughs) so is it tasty it actually tastes pretty good um it's the like cream the like creamer part of it is i think like um like coconutty based so it tastes a little bit like chocolatey coconut um oh that's nice yeah the only struggle is like mixing it in properly uh i have like a little like milk frother thing that i that i use to do it works really well don't try to put it in cold coffee it will clump up and never work (laughs) But, (laughs) but hot coffee it's yum 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 that sounds really good I, I used to put this stuff in my coffee. It was like uh it was like uh some sort of pro I wanna say I almost wanna say probiotic. It was like it came in a big jug. Put like it was like oil or something. It was like was butter. You were putting mayo in your coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. And it just tasted like grease. It just tasted <laughs> like a lot of grease in there. And that was kind of gross. Uh, but it was supposed to be, I think, for like he- gut health and stuff. Mm. You know, I got a bad gut. I take probiotic pills every day. That's really good. I and mean, what does that help with? I mean, look, the bottle says because I haven't. Well, okay, I, it hasn't mm. been for that long, so I haven't seen like a ton of results yet because I feel like it does take time. Sure, but I guess it's like supposed to help get your gut in line, readjust gotcha. the good bacteria, et cetera. Okay. So you're like more regular and have like a more consistent consistency. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. Yeah. I just got, I got the heartburn. I got this bad burn and I mm. take a, a Meprazole every day for that to kind of keep the acid as acid blocker. Like acid reflux. Yeah. Yeah. Like acid reflux kind of stuff. Mm. I have a friend and, who could help yeah. you with a burn. Yeah, his name's Sub Zero. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm not gonna reference video games on this show. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it though. I recommend the Batman. I saw the Batman on Ooh. Thursday, do, and do, uh, do, do 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 do. I was also. I gotta apologize to David Danella. If you're listening, David Danella, we it, it, a lot of you know me and David Danella got into a, a huge Twitter. It was feud. I'd call it a Twitter mm. feud because he was saying 
that he liked the new Batman song. This is before the movie came out, that he liked it from the trailer. And I was like, I can't hum it. I can't hum it. Wait, so this new Batman song is is it dun na 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 No no it's see that you can hum that. You can hum dun na 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 and you can also hum da 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 you know like but but I was like I was like I'm like how do you hum the new the new one? I was dead wrong. That was great. I was dead wrong. David Danella did send me a voice message to my text and he was and he hummed the whole thing and it sounded Uni- it sounded great, so I was you wrong were about say that. Unique. You were gonna say it sounded unique, which is so savage. It Inter- did sound unique. Uh, uh, yeah. Little factoid about the movie: Michael Giacchino, the composer, actually Giacchino. Wrote- Giacchino. Uh, he actually wrote that theme before they started writing the movie. And if you watch the movie, you will see that more time was put into the score than the writing. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had a lead time. He had lead. He had a he had a whole month before production. Yeah, like. yeah, I think they left themselves a couple of days to finalize uh-huh. that script. Right, right. I I I recommend this movie. It's like, look, are are we taking these movies seriously? That is the question. <laughs> like, like how serious are we taking these movies? Like, because I think like new Spider Man real real good, a new mm-hmm. Batman good. Not as good as new Spider-Man, but good in a different way. And I'm kind of like, guys, it like, look, it's look. Truth be told, my opinion to- tonally all over the map has got mm. a lot of yes. a lot of structural crazy issues with it. But what Batman movie doesn't? They're <laughs> the all Dark crazy, Knight, right? I think Dark Knight. I think is has a has definitely a huge problem, and it's it's called. I don't want to watch anything that's not the Joker in this. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime yeah. the Joker's not on screen, I'm like, when's he coming back? I don't care about this other stuff. I don't totally agree with that, but I do agree that the movie has major ending fatigue, The Dark Knight, oh, and yeah. tacking Harvey Dent onto the end. It was symptomatic of what superhero movies were doing at the time. It, I call it Spider-Man 3 syndrome. As many mm. villains as possible. Do more. Set up mm. more. Set up more. And yeah. that one, they try to set it up and wrap it up in the span of about 30 minutes. <clears throat> Aaron Eckhart's great, doesn't totally work. Let me talk about this Batman real quick, because here's the deal, uh, why I'm going after it for writing. When you're making a movie where the main villain is the Riddler, a smart bad guy, you Mm. should have all the characters be smart. There's a little concept, um, maybe you guys have heard of it. Wait, what? What All the characters need to be smart because the Riddler's smart? I think... Okay, hear me out. There's this concept. Okay, wait a minute. In, wait a minute. Before yeah. we hear you out, though, I have to play your, a theme song for you to talk over. Okay. Okay. All right, go. You guys uh, ever did some improv? Sure. Uh, yeah, a, a couple, one or twice. Yeah. There's a thing called playing to the top of your intelligence. It's yeah. not. I phrased it wrong. It's not that everyone should be smart. It's that. People shouldn't be dumb on purpose to avoid getting clues. And so when the Riddler gives you a clue in a Batman movie, like El Rata with wings, you'd think, oh yeah, a bat. 
you'd think the world's greatest detective might be able to figure that out pretty quickly instead of going for every other bird in existence. And those kind of things in a Batman movie with the Riddler kind of wore on me after three hours. I th- we're seeing a much different Batman in this movie is and this is my argument back is that he is the world's greatest detective but he's also kind they're kind of doing I don't know if anyone's familiar with the comics but they're kind of doing Batman year one a little bit um, or I would actually say rather they're no they're doing Batman zero year if anyone's read the the arc zero year which is where the Riddler when Batman's very early in his Batmanness sort of holds Gotham City hostage with all of this calamity, blah, blah, blah. Uh, This is kind of a revision on that story. Batman isn't... He's kind of like an early 20s guy or late or, you know, mid-20s guy. He's not quite in his prime 30s Mm. where he's like, (laughs) knows what he's doing. Uh, And there's many times in this movie where he's just like, he has to be taught something by someone else because he just doesn't know what something is. There's yeah. a huge thing that happens in like kind of the third act of the movie where like a cop just is like, oh yeah, you don't know what that thing is? It's this. <laughs> and he's like, huh. I like I like this Batman. He's kind of an idiot and kind of a loser. And like that that is cool to me because that is how I think a real Batman would be in real life. It's kind of <laughs> like just kind of like a guy who struggles with mental illness and but he's you know trying to do the right thing, but he's like but I wear this suit, you know, and, and I'm and he's super violent. Mm. I, I, I think the success of this movie rides on Batman and then all the other characters sort of have a difficult time, you know, like figuring out kind of what movie they're in a little bit. You, um, you said that, because uh, we were texting yesterday about this, Jeremy and I about this movie, and you said something that I thought was very astute. This might be the first Batman movie where Batman is the most interesting character. Yeah, um, yeah. He's almost always overshadowed by the villains, except in this one. Yeah, because he's boring. I mean, when you got a guy like Joker, and he's like, you know, doing the pencil thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. I I kind of... You know, as somebody who is less into the the comic movie and comic like fandom as as maybe, you know, other people are, I actually really enjoy when the villains are closer to like a centerpiece Mm -hmm. because I feel like that makes the the story more interesting to me because I know that the hero is probably going to succeed. So like, Mm -hmm. I almost prefer to watch like the, the villains sort of like rise and downfall simultaneous to the heroes, like rise and triumph, or I guess for the hero, it would be probably like fall than triumph. Right. Like, as the villain rises, the hero falls. Um, and I think that I haven't seen the movie, but from what Nick said about the Joker, like the, the riddles, like, and other people being kind of like stupid, I feel like that would really wear on me as well. And I feel like, you know, the Riddler, obviously he's got to do riddles, but like (laughs) you can, (laughs) it's true. It's true. But he, you can, Riddlers be riddling, you know. But you can tell me if he did this or not. But I feel like a uh, like a clever way to like boost his villainry and keep the movie uh, 
intriguing without having to have the without having to like necessarily write a ton of clever verbal riddles and have and like stump the characters. You could have like some of his like actions and behaviors be riddles like yeah the yeah. things he does i don't know if that he does happens, that like that, in is, the that movie. is that is that does happen in this yeah, yeah. So and well, it's that's great good. and it's cool and, and and i do think there is some success there like of like they're setting things up and just in weird ways that you wouldn't expect a la maybe a movie like seven is yeah. very similar and they're kind of like doing seven a little bit with his character like they're kind of exactly doing something <laughs> like with his character uh, or saw or something like that. Um, but like, yeah, you know, it's, I, I, it, the, I think for me and Nick, we also talked about this. The writing just was sort of the weaker part of the, like literally the dialogue in some cases was just sort of a, a weakness, a shallow point of the film where like a lot of characters would like repeat things right after someone would say them. Yeah. Um, in, in ways that made you kind of feel embarrassed for them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, but like, you know, acting good, looks good, fun time at the movies. I was high as shit too. That's another thing I want to mention is I was like, (laughs) I, me and Jackie took an edible and and that's the thing is, and that's what's so great about like, I love these Thursday early evening screenings for day one. Cause like McCaller pops on our video game chat and he's like, Hey, I'm going to go see the Batman. And I'm like in my, I'm like already my pajamas. It's like six 30 in the PM. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Is there another showing? And I look and there was one right down the street. So I was just like, get dressed. Let's go see Batman. And it was great. It was just, it was like a I, it was like a decision I made, uh, you know, spur of the moment as opposed mm. to, uh, you know, having to like plan. Like I'm going into town from the farm, you know. I got to plan <laughs> yeah. a week in advance. Yeah, yeah. That's what I hate about farm life. Mm-hmm. It's true. What do you say we get into a little bit of news, huh? Mm. Okay, video game news. It. It's coming and it won't stop coming, right? <laughs> um, uh, yes. There's a lot of I will say this. There's a lot of Elden Ring stuff mm. when you're when you just Google video game news. Uh, it's just a lot of Elden Ring stuff, and I'm I, I definitely will talk a little bit about Elden Ring in more of our main event. But like I'm a little. Uh, uh, not I don't know how much of this is interesting. Yeah, I, I even look up my favorite podcasts like Reactivators. I see, wow, they're doing an Elden Ring episode, a oh, game right. both of the hosts have barely played, and they uh-huh. think that they're authorities. But then I listen to it, and it's so funny. It just <laughs> yeah, everything uh-huh. else is old hat, but that one was great. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> okay, and be on the lookout for that one. That was last week's episode, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, okay, Scott, you mentioned when we were chatting back and forth, you wanted to talk about a piece of news that we that I think dropped since last week's episode that I'm like, we got to talk about this. This Pokemon. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet dropped. The, the, this dropped mm-hmm. um, recently. The news of this. I, I'm... Uh, I, I watched the trailer. It looked like a Pokemon game. What's our take? What's our thoughts here on this Pokemon game? Uh, I'll I'll, I'll kind of start. I it looks like th- it looks like the trend of every Pokemon game on the Switch and 3DS a little bit of that same sort of art style. Yes. Uh, 
I'm and I'm and I'm I I I don't know if this has been confirmed, but I'm hoping it has the gameplay from like the Legend Arceus game, right? Because mm-hmm. that's to me that's like the high water mark for like a Pokemon revision. So yeah, I I hope so too. Um, I've really enjoyed the the like catch and battle mechanics of yeah. Legends. Arceus, mostly because I I really enjoy like seeing the Pokemon in the overworld, so you can yes. kind of like avoid them if you want, yeah. but also go after them if you want. Like that was I think the highlight for me from like Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. That was the first one where I actually like started to care about completing my Pokedex because mm-hmm. if I see a Pokemon in the overworld that I know I haven't battled or fought, I'm gonna like go after it versus like I just I was playing the um the Pokemon um Shining Pearl, like that right. Gen 4 remake. And again, just like going through the grass and the caves and just like not knowing what you're gonna get, it's just so frustrating. Like Zubat, 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 you know? Yeah. Um but and the and I'm also excited because I think this will be the first more open world well they say open world on the they did say that Pokemon yeah. website but we'll see they obviously are a little bit liberal with that word because <laughs> they said that about uh legends Arceus which is like just about open world it's not fully open world because right you ha- you kind of like teleport to yeah. different region like mini regions on the map from your home base so I'm hoping that this is true open world where you can go from town to town and maybe not necessarily in order that Mm -hmm. would be cool um and you get to and i want to have control of the the camera like um in sword and shield for example it seemed like the game we wanted right where it's like 3d more open world whatever but the camera was fixed unless you were in the wild areas which is just like so frustrating when you play so many other games that have the third person camera view and you can you know, tilt, pan, rotate, all that stuff. Um, But I'm really excited for it. The other thing that I think that the Pokemon company does that's, um, that doesn't always serve them well is they release trailers of like early development footage. Yeah. So the graphics like looked awful in the trailer, but (laughs) I know that, I know that they'll not be that bad when we finally get the game, but it just, it's kind of funny how they, they kind of bank on the fandom hype versus like necessarily putting their best foot forward. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited. The, uh, did you see the, the, the starters, the first, I starter did. And I got to give it up to my guy. Sprigatito. Oh, Sprigatito. So cute. He's so cute. It's a bong rip. Cause he looks like a weed guy. Yeah. Jeremy, well, I mean, don't smoke that cat. <laughs> Give me that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can we can we also just pitch on like what his third evolution might look like here? It, it, like I'm picturing sort of like a caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland type thing with a big old freaking bong, baby. Yeah, I would say he probably turns from a little little bud in the first one to a blunt in second evolution. Yeah, and then he's full bong by the end. Yeah, full, full gravity, full cat bong. bong yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. Everybody, I think uh, Sprigatito so far is like the fan favorite from what I've seen online. Mm-hmm. Right. But everyone's panicking that like the third evolution is going to be 
sort of humanoid, like yeah. going to be on two legs. And oh, yeah. they have that. They have that yeah. really annoying habit of like taking these like cute animal like creatures that everybody adores yeah. when they're in their first evolution and then having them slowly turn into like a sex symbol. Yeah. Rule 34, <laughs> baby. You know? you know what I'm saying? We all been uh, there. Nick, you've been there. That's your home page. Yeah. I mean, of course. But I get tired of it, too. I don't want to bang every Pokemon. Not everyone. No. Well, I mean, it's like, uh, like, for example, like Growlithe and Arcanine. Like, Arcanine is so badass. Beautiful. Like, being like a big oh. dog. It would be so annoying. Well, and beautiful. I would say, look, look, I've, I've, I've burned my dick on one too many Arcanines. <laughs> Nine tails, right? Oh. I mean, Nine Tails is literally like a BDSM mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. right? Because of the the like whipped the tail, That's like whipped right. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. Um. <laughs> uh, the uh, <gasps> another another cu- ooh wow <laughs> another cute like Sprigatito thing I saw on Twitter was like because it's kind of like the grass version of Litten from yes. I think the Alola region. Oh so yeah, they had them like. Netflix and chilling and like, yeah. <laughs> like she was pro- Sprigatito was providing the weed and like Litten was like lighting the bowl. It was like right. Very, oh, was that's very I like cute. that. Yeah, oh, also, that kind of Netflix and chill. But but well, also, well, I mean, it's gonna lead to an. I mean, you know, one thing leads to another. One thing leads to another. You're both stoned. It's like let's just freaking pound baby that's right let's, let's let's pound you know the move so pound. that's why you yeah, liked yeah. that batman like, screening <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah uh what about quaxley though because like quaxley immediately <sighs> to me is like he's my guy it's a duck with a hat yeah and you ever seen donald huh <laughs> i have i've seen donald another duck with a hat <laughs> he, it's funny that his description i have the website open right now yeah yeah because read it read it out um well it says the earnest and tidy duckling pokemon <laughs> so um w- earnest and tidy are just like such an interesting uh way to describe yeah. <laughs> like a pokemon also the hat kinda is like a cute. narc or something it's like yeah a, he, and yeah. he's like kind of like standing like all like proud yeah, well, he's no, like a little not... sassy brat. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but his hat, like the the like blue, the white part. I'm like wondering if those are closed eyes. This is my theory that I haven't seen anywhere else, but I'm probably not the only one thinking this because uh, I'm not that clever. But um, they look like closed eyes, and I'm wondering if like in further evolutions they're gonna like open, and he's got like a like a creature on his head, and it's That's like right. Too- no, I yeah. like that theory. Yeah. Guys, here's uh, my take. I love Pokemon, but I think that these new starters are just indicative of the problems with the Pokemon franchise. They're it's, non-starters for you. They're non. Okay, I love that. Do 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 do. But what do you what do you mean by that? Because I think that's yeah, an interesting that? um, an interesting statement. I think Pokemon as a franchise is all about quantity over quality. We don't need all these new Pokemon. I I love them for the most part, and I'm always won over by them. But they introduce more. It feels like instead of focusing on the game, and that's why we're getting the third. 
3D generation game that doesn't look that good, at least from the trailer. I mean, how much is it going to improve? I know people got over Arceus because the gameplay was good and we got into it, but I also think that game looks looks pretty nice. I don't think it I don't I don't think it looks like amazing, but I think it looks like pretty comparable to like Breath of the Wild, which I think is a nice looking yeah, game. Yeah, but I I will say I haven't played it in a couple weeks, so I don't know if any patches have have come down, but there are a lot of like graphical glitches. So interesting. It yeah. does feel although some of it statically looks as pretty as Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild feels more stable in terms of performance but then also like more alive because it doesn't feel quite as like um well empty isn't really the word because at least this one has like the pokemon wandering around but like i feel like the beasts and enemies in breath of the wild had like smarter ai that made them feel like actual npcs versus like just like sprites that are on like a little walking loop almost. I, I, I could definitely see that. I, I look, I, and I will say I am a little more positive on Pokemon Arceus because it picked a direction and went in, as opposed to what I feel like sword and shield. Definitely that pearl and diamond game. Yeah. They just did nothing. They just like, were like, what if we just like literally ported? I believe sword and shield was originally a 3ds game. They like, built it up into the switch mm-hmm. and it looked like it's weird because it there's definitely an art style going on there i do think it looks like trash and i don't agree with like how they think pokemon should look in the world you know what i mean like to me yeah. i thought the cl- i thought we were kind of getting somewhere with that detective pikachu movie honestly i was like <laughs> those pokemon look like freaks and i kind of like that it was at yeah, least yeah. like a different looking thing. Mm-hmm. And these to me, I'm less like nothing looks real. It just all looks like fake. And I just, I don't know. I, I wish that they would kind of go in a more, I don't know. Realistic is the wrong word, but like just like textured direction yeah, where like these Pokemon, yeah. it looks like I could touch them or something, you know? Yeah. I wish they at least like leaned into like the like anime style versus sure. sort of like, 3d model type oh, style yeah. that's actually good that's good. um like like a like a like a cartoon like a playable cartoon or something yeah i mean like breath of the wild is kind of like a good example of that where they don't go for like realism necessarily but mm. everything has like a unified sort of like art style yeah um and you know i i definitely agree with what nick said about the quantity over quality issue i feel like they've started trying to rectify that in some ways with like the regional variants of of existing pokemon which i think is really clever um and at first i felt like it was just a gimmick but actually i think that that's like a really interesting way to bring newness to each version but without just like coming up with infinite different creatures that sometimes are less (laughs) creative than others or like you know, a lot of the like inanimate object Pokemon, like there's like a sword Pokemon and like a candelabra and, and all these things that, mm-hmm. you know, they feel like obviously they're real because they were created by the Pokemon company, but they don't really match like what you instinctively would imagine is a Pokemon. Um, yeah. And I think they started going that direction because they were running out of ideas because of the quantity problem. Um, but yeah, I'm and they also stopped like trying to release like a whole new Pokédex. Every version 
which is good. And now they just do kind of like 30 to 40 new Pokemon. If I mm-hmm. believe maybe that's even more than what they, what they do. Um, so hopefully they will start spend like spending less time coming up with like the collectible creatures and more of like a, the gameplay experience. Um, that's great. Also- I love that. I think that's, I think I, I, I agree with that too, Nick. Dang, I can't believe two people agree with Nick on the same podcast. That's so that's <laughs> terrible news. But I I, 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 I do agree. It's like, it's like, remember the drama with Sword and Shield where they were like, not all the Pokemon are going to be in this, and everyone was like, yeah. what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That is like they could have. I, I think most of us would much rather all the Pokemon be there than new Pokemon. You know what I mean? 100%. Like, hundred percent. Give me all my at least, po- least post game, right? Yeah, like, yeah, right, right. Um, yeah. And you know, the, the thing I, I game freak itself is like, I feel bad saying this cause I actually, I don't know like a ton of what I'm talking about, but they're not like the most accomplished game studio. Like mm. they do a lot of like, I think Pokemon is like obviously their biggest title. And then yeah. other than that, do, they do like some JRPGs, I think. And Game Freak, it, yeah, you're right. They don't make a ton of variety. I, I think they pretty much just focus on Pokemon. They are as big as Disney, though. <laughs> like, Pokemon has made them as big. As, yeah, Pokemon is, I think, the biggest, the the currently the biggest f- franchise in right. the world. I believe. But is but is, but the Pokemon company is different than Game Freak, right? So, like, I'm wondering. Because from what I've read, Game Freak is still like a pretty small gaming studio hmm. compared to like, uh, like EA or, or Capcom or something. Cap- yeah, um, all yeah, like I Ubisoft I and all the and Bethesda. Even I think it's probably comparable to the size of like Bethesda Softworks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, not indie territory by any means, but like I think not as giant as the ip would make them seem that's crazy like do you because you, you think they just don't have enough money to make these games look good or get them right they're they're also cranking out a, like what do we think there's too many of these games i mean like three of these games came out within a, like a year span like yeah i well i think that so okay to address both of those points one i don't think that i think that there are too many, but I don't think that it was fully intentional because I think that they, I think that they're planning with how, with how things were going to be released, at least in terms of like, maybe like the gen four remake and legends Mm. might've gotten messed up from the pandemic. So they might've ended up closer together than they would have originally been. That's interesting. Um, and then the other thing I was going to say is I think that, it might not even be like a lack of resources or anything for these games, not improving necessarily in the way we want them to, but it might be looping back into like what we talked about earlier with like the superhero genre is like these companies have these IP that are supposed to be like money in the bank, right? They're going to get a specific return. And sometimes business strategy it doesn't make sense to necessarily like take a big swing um when kind of keeping the status quo they know is going to get x amount of like 
return. Yeah. Yeah, um, I feel like they're they're very much like a company very set in their ways and they're very mm-hmm. much stuck in the past and it's like bringing them even a little bit into the future has been tough, I think, for them to just really because I also think that they have a pretty rabid fan base that is probably pretty volatile and will like oh, turn yeah. on them and like the like the the slightest change. You know, you know um, what, though? They're turning on them because of the lack of changes right now. The yeah. response to Arceus before it came out was, I would say, vitriolic uh, yeah. for Pokemon fans. And be, it's because people don't feel like things are happening. So it might be a you can't win situation yeah, for them it a little. absolutely is. I mean, sure. once the fandom of anything gets, like, reaches almost critical mass, right? Like... Mm. You're going to have people on all sides. Like there are some people who are going to be like really excited for it. There's going to be the people who find criticism with everything. And at the end of the day, like even people who criticize it, they're going to get the game. Like, and yes. And often I think people will like learn to like it. Like, uh, (laughs) I know that I, I, I mentioned something positive about let's go Pikachu and Eevee that I liked, but before I got it, I, was really annoyed that they incorporated some of the Pokemon Go stuff in it. Yeah. But then when I was playing, I was like, oh, this is actually like really fun. Like I like it. Yeah. Like I kind of liked not having to battle wild Pokemon. You know, like that's something that should be optional, which I liked in Legends Arceus of well, you can battle them to gain well, you can get ex- experience by just catching Pokemon, which yeah. is great. Or you yeah. can battle them to like learn more about them or to like help get you more experience for your Pokemon, or you can just sneak up on them and catch them. Like, I think that kind of, I I think that they're heading in the right direction, albeit very slowly, like to see how Mario games and Zelda games have leveled up and sort of like led the way for Nintendo. Pokemon is very much like, a lagging indicator as, yeah. as would be yeah. referred in economics. It's like happen. It like catches up after the fact of the, of the incident. So, um, but either way, I'm very excited uh, for this game. Um, I'm excited to see what like multiple towns and yeah. like, the whole region is. And I miss that gyms and towns were things I missed in Arceus that I really want. I really wanted to be running and then find a new town and like experience you yeah. know what i mean like like discover more of the land of the world through the, t- the eyes of the town or whatever because that's that's like one of the high that's one of like the things that pokemon does really well i think is like visiting like lavender town or mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it just being so like different than like the you know where you start i i i, I, I like i like towns yeah i think i think that's just the appeal of rpgs in general is like yeah when you don't have things to discover exploration becomes null right like if you don't have something that you're hoping to find other than maybe just like pokemon you haven't caught before yeah then you don't have the motivation like breath of the wild is so clever because there's always something you can find you can find a um what's it called like i want a a shrine right shrine Where where you can solve a game and get a puzzle i mean solve a puzzle and get like a prize Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find like little settlements where you can like buy things. People might send you on small missions. You can like, uh, get free stuff. Then there's like main story things. Yeah. Um, and then there's always like people to defeat and like, I, I it, it's, 
it's like the thing that gets you to want to get rid of all the fog of war on the map, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to explore right, everything right. and figure it out. And I think that Pokemon never really had that um, or lost that appeal because it's always been a very linear game. You go mm-hmm. like, you know, you go, you follow route one to the city to route two to route three. You can never really go out of order. Things are blocked off. You're like forced to go through the game in one direction. And then when they do open it up in Legends Arceus, you start from a central point and then you mm-hmm. go out from there. And I feel like discovery is lacking. So I'm hoping that in this game, it's less linear and you're more excited to like discover these settlements, hopefully more than just big cities and towns. There's like other little things along the way, like they have in, in the other games, you know, like the daycare and other little buildings. Oh yeah. Little farms and stuff. I love that. Yeah. I love all that stuff that, 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 and that, and I will say that like, as much as I dislike sword and shield playing through that game, I, when you would come up on a new town, they really like did it up well. Mm -hmm. And like, like I remember like there's like that glow in the dark town you go to that I thought was really cool looking where everything was like neon as you're like walking up to it. And like, (laughs) yeah. And like, it just, you know, anytime I go to a snow town, I'm going to love that, you know, like it's just, it's yeah. So I, I'm, I am ultimately excited anytime there's a new Pokemon thing, just because it's, it's fun to see what it is. Even if it's not what I want, like the Mm -hmm. gen four remake stuff, didn't really care super much about that. I played a little bit of it. Arceus yeah. ended up being way more up my alley. I, I put a ton of time into that. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be great. So what about we think about Scarlet and Violet as the names? I remember, like, the the naming conventions of these feeling super important to me once upon a time. <laughs> like, when I was a kid, I was like... like I, like uh, I remember there's a rumor that they were going to be called... One was going to be called Plus and Minus, and I thought, like, that yeah. was, like, an interesting direction yeah. to go. Um, what do we think about Scarlet and Violet? I got no beef with the names. I like it. Nice. Yeah, I have no beef with it either. Um, they, they, as time has gone on, they always kind of feel a little like eye rolly at first, and then, uh-huh. and then I get over it. Um, what I saw people speculating is like, you know, the titles are usually like diametric opposites, right? Um, and so the what people have said for this is that they're like opposite ends of the light spectrum. Uh, Like it's like ultraviolet and infrared basically. Oh, Um, and that's like how that fits in that. Right. Can I Um, say though, I actually think those would have been better names. (laughs) Infrared (laughs) and, and ultraviolet. That's cool. Yeah. Maybe it's a little more Digimon. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> or maybe they'll use those for uh, the, you know how they did like Ultra Moon and, yeah. and, Super yeah. and Ultra, was it Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon? Yeah. I think maybe it's just Ultra both, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe Which they'll made do me like, so upset because I wasn't very far in Moon when I got it or Sun. Yeah. And then they released the Ultra ones. And I just felt it made me not want to play Original Sun. And I also didn't have enough money to buy Ultra Sun. You know what I mean? So it was just like, I, I just stopped playing it. I felt that way too. But do you know about those games? Have Did you ever actually play them? I, the I, story is different. It's couple. different. It's like it takes place in another dimension or something. So uh, there's the same characters, but everything is scrambled. They don't have the oh. same interactions. So you could play the both games and get something different out? Yes. 
yeah it's like black and white too yeah which is another game i've never played those games i have no I idea them. how they work mm-hmm. yeah i miss them uh the first go through but then i um played them um during the pandemic actually when i was just awesome. like sitting around i think i did it to prepare for when did sword and shield come out oh right sword and shield came out like late 2019 i think oh yeah. i remember i remember playing that through the pan like i i actually finished it at the start of the pandemic because i was like you know what i mean yeah i don't know what i was preparing for then but in my mind i was like or maybe i just was like they're the only ones in the series i haven't played yeah um it. it was it was something like that and so i you know I definitely um, want to try those out, but the way that they're going, it seems like they're going to remake them at some point. So I'm, I might mm. just wait for the for the remakes five years from now or whatever. <laughs> um, um, that's Pokemon. I I love Pokemon. We all love Pokemon. Who doesn't love Pokemon? It'll be a uh, be interesting to see how this game shakes out. Uh, a couple new releases came out this week. We have uh, the two big ones are. Gran Turismo 7. Vroom, 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 vroom. And Project Triangle Strategy, which is the uh, that uh, Switch sort of 2.5D strategy game. Uh, any excitement around either of these two big first-party titles? Uh, Scott, dude, what, what consoles are you rocking? Um... I have a PlayStation 4. Nice. A, a Nintendo Switch. Nice. And then a PC. Nice. Nice, brother. Um, yeah, brother. Well, we got uh, Gran Turismo 7 is available on PS4. Uh, I saw that actually last night. I was uh, in the game shop for some reason or another and i saw that i i love racing games but i never really got too into gran turismo because i thought it was very hard (laughs) it is apparently very hard people are comparing it to like elden ring like uh the elden ring of racing games because it's like the way it starts you out is like you have to beat a bunch of hard races just to get into the game where you're like starting to like buy different cars and like yeah you have to like go through all the training courses and i remember i guess i was young when i had it last time because last time i had it for PlayStation 2, I believe. Right. And those are the those are celebrated as some of the best ones, right? Like the Gran Turismo 3 and 4 and stuff. I yes, but I guess I would say they're less to my knowledge and my experience, they're less racing games and more simulators, yeah. if that makes sense. Like I think like people really enjoy them if I I think the probably the biggest fans of Gran Turismo probably have like a steering wheel and pedal at home, right? Or am I? Maybe. Or is that crazy? No, 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 that's not crazy. It would. Be, I don't yeah, know. I think that's. I think that's probably true. Gran Turismo is. They call it a racing simulator. It. That's like the tagline. It's like supposed to be, which always makes me a little disinterested because I like cruising USA. <laughs> I like to cruise I, that USA. I mean, I'll tell you how many hours I put into Need for Speed. Yeah, uh, great. Like growing up, which great. I actually like was looking recently to see if they had, cause I hadn't heard of any n- newer ones, but I guess they released one in 2019, which I might check out. Um, but yeah, I played need for speed underground like hours and hours and hours. It was so fun. Yeah. Um, I love racing games too. I, I play a lot of Forza horizon, which is like the Xbox 
racing racer. Oh yeah. Racing yeah, 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 yeah. I like that okay. you pronounced it correctly. Everybody says Forza. No, it's Forza. And we no, can it's Forza. We can be smart can because we're smart, we say it like that. And that's just well, and that is just the way to say it. I'm learning so. this for the first time, actually. I was gonna say I would I would have and probably will in the future say Forza. <laughs> yeah, but now Scott, now that you know, that makes you smart too. You know, yeah, that's right. and even if you say it wrong, you still know and you're still smart. Yes, there. Well, thank you, thank you. That makes me feel better. Uh, conversely, Triangle Strategy, a much different game, is sort of like that Final Fantasy Tactics style grid based, sort of into the breach. You know, we're making our guys walk around and go to the other, you know, they only got a certain amount of spots they can walk, and then they got to fight mm-hmm. on that. What do we think about this game? I, I I buy almost every first party Switch game because I'm uh, 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 I got a problem, so I'll probably pick this up. But um, I I like these games okay. I've never really no one has never really put its hooks in me. The closest I got was like Fire Emblem on the Switch. I really liked a Three Houses game. But uh, are you are, are are either of you interested at all in this triangle strategy? I'm gonna be honest. I've never heard of it. You never even heard of this game. No, I hadn't. Wow. I honestly hadn't heard of it either. I'm like looking at it right now, and it is by the people who made that game, uh, Octopath Traveler, on the Switch, which was another RPG. Yes, I remember that one. Triangle Strategy. Okay, it looks f- Final Fantasy ish. Yeah, it's like it's like a it's like an old school new like new visual kind of a what is that? What do we call that diorama looking? Like, you know dioramas yeah 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 it's All like right. um <laughs> no it has something to do with uh what is it it's like downward like i don't it, there's i know what you're talking about there's some sort of like name for it that's related to like the camera position uh, um yeah it's like it's like uh, isometric but so is it like fire emblem in terms of like it's very turn-based. Yeah, or... yeah, yeah, exactly that. It's so, like Fire Emblem in, in terms of it's like a, uh, a a strategy game. Like like even like like a Starcraft isn't too dissimilar from a game like this where you got your fleet and you're positioning them on the map, kind of like a chessboard. Do love a Starcraft. We do love a Starcraft. I read you, sir. Uh huh. <laughs> I love light. that guy. Need a light. <laughs> uh, I, haven't in, I haven't played in so long. So good. My life for ire. My life for ire. Um, you know, I probably won't play this game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I okay. I I um a lot of my criteria are very um, arbitrary. For example, one thing that is important to me is art style. Yeah, and I don't I don't like this art style. I actually don't like the trend of playing into nostalgia and like doing mm. like an older console type art style. Um, yeah. I'm wondering if it's because of technical limitations of the switch, laziness or nostalgia or all three as to why it looks like this. Um and that is honestly a big reason of why it does not appeal to me. Gotcha. Nostalgia, um, I think, is almost 100% of it. 
Right. And yeah. then the other thing is I don't have a lot of experience with these type of games. So sure, sure. there is a demo. Uh, I might download the demo just to be fair. Uh, yeah. Got to be fair. Give every give every you got to be give every game their shot. Well, I will say I, I uh, Wario. What was the Wario game? that WarioWare. Yeah. Yeah. So I wrote that game off and then I was talking to my friend Oscar. Oh, you guys know Oscar Montoya. And he said it was mm-hmm. a very fun game. So I downloaded very the demo and I loved it. Mm. And then I d- got the whole game and I played the whole thing. It's very, Oscar very fun. is like a, also like a Wario guy, right? Like, doesn't Oscar also just love the character Wario? <laughs> I'm sure. Oscar Oscar is so wonderful and has a lot of very like. Friend of the show. Like Oscar Montoya has been on taste. this show. Oh, that, awesome. That little guy's been on this show. I've been. Well, look, I I uh, we'll I don't know how much I this like game it. I'll play. Yeah. yeah, maybe you'll like it. I I don't know how much this game I'll play. I don't like. I also like am kind of getting sick of castles and f- magic and fairies and fantasy stuff. Like yeah. I I it's never been. I talked about this on the Elden Ring episode last week, but it's just it's not my bag. So I'm just like, as cool as it can ever be. I'm only gonna be I'm I'm gonna be that much little less interested than if you set it in a different kind of creative place, time and place. Yeah, I I've never been a big fan of like medieval or Renaissance right. period stuff. I think the closest thing to that that I enjoy is like Zelda games. Oh yeah, Zelda's great. I I watched but all Game of Thrones. I liked Game of Thrones, you know, um, but I I. Yeah, they are different enough, I think. And and I think that, like, give me a cool take on a fantasy genre. I don't know. There's a trailer for a movie called The Northman out right oh, now yeah. that that's, like, not fantasy. It's, like, it's like Norse stuff. It's, like, Viking stuff. And I'm like, yeah. ooh. Yeah, that's different. I, I like Vikings, I, I guess, even more than high fantasy crap. You guys don't I like Lord of the very... Rings? I do like oh, Lord of the I Rings. I liked Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like, like don't get me wrong. It's a total. It's, the The genre of fantasy is super great. So many great games and pro, and intellect, IPs have been created out of fantasy that I really enjoy. I would even call like Harry Potter kind of fantasy. Yeah. I guess you know, and like that's something I grew up with. For Lord me, of the Rings, I grew up be, with. There has to be more fantasy than middle age reality for me mm, to be able to yeah. get into it. Like. My I don't want anyone to shit like, in an outhouse. <laughs> <laughs> well, my threshold for like chain mail, for example, is very low. Like I like magic swords. Love it. Elves love them like different creatures. Love it. But the more you're just like in one castle and the king is like, rah, 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 rah. oh, yeah. Um, like I had n- I have no interest in the jousting movie. Um, oh, yeah. The last duel. Yeah. I refuse to talk about it because there's so much discourse. <laughs> but uh, wait, what's the discourse? The discourse. Uh, I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, I, I'm what's not what? even gonna. How would you get in trouble? What? I don't even understand. What, I'm not really what, what gonna offer a take on it. Here is what I'll say: It's a movie that is about um, sexual assault. Uh, it is. Oh. It is a true story, oh. but that is I, the driving plot of it and these two guys are fighting over it um and kind of ignoring jodie comer the uh lead actress um people make a lot of salient points about not wanting to see those movies anymore especially women what i'll say as a fan of that movie uh in the the time i watched it it is unusual in the realm of 
medieval films in that this specific event in real history in the 1300s has so much eyewitness documentation to it that the titular last duel is beat for beat what happened in real life. I think oh, wow. from that perspective, it's very neat. It's very cool. It is too long, and the Matt Damon storyline is very boring. So interesting. <laughs> that's my take. Yeah. I'm never going to talk about it again. I'm really sorry about wow. it. Um. That was it. And <laughs> folks, that was your last duel. Uh, I did not know anything about the movie. I just knew that it was the movie he made before the Gucci movie, and yeah. I liked the Gucci movie so much it made me want to watch Duel because I was like, "This Gucci movie's out there, baby." I don't think it's any of it there. translates. Like, I don't think that the fact that you don't you think like, there's Gucci stuff in that. <laughs> I don't think that House of Gucci overlaps with the Last Duel. Adam Driver no, is doing the same there's, voice. There's no Gucci stuff in Last Duel. There's nothing in there. Are you telling I me mean, that's, there might that's be the like, case? There might be like a pair of loafers. but Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Do they go to Aspen? Okay. Well, anyway, uh, I think that's going to do it for the news today. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we're going to talk all about a little thing I like to call video games. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Video Games, a comedy show. I am your host, Jeremy Schmidt, and today we are talking about video games. Video games we like, video games we don't like, video games we've been playing, video games we haven't been playing. Um, it'll run the gamut today, folks. I, uh, we have a new, we have a, we have a, a new challenger has approached. His name is Scott Theed. I really am interested, Scott. You play video games or nah? <laughs> uh, I do. I do. That's great. That's great to hear. All right, what have you been playing recently? Let's just get into it. Let's start chopping it up. We're in the chop house now, Sally. Well, one of my go-tos that I play over and over again um, when there's not like a new game that I'm uh, like focused on or um, it's just like my baseline is uh, the city builder game Cities Skylines. Yeah, you were telling me about this, and I was trying to find a funny sound effect related to City Skylines. One could not be found in a quick enough time for me to build your sound effect around <laughs> it. But uh, tell me about this game, SimCity style. It's like SimCity, um, but it kind of filled that vacuum when... SimCity in like 2015 and 2011, they kind of like really let City Builder fans down. Um, mm -hmm. They like hated those games. Right. Um, what was and, wrong with them? Um, I didn't really play them. I think just like they changed the like mechanics for a lot of things. Mm. And um, one of the things that makes city skyline so popular is it's incredibly moddable like most players are pc players i actually play on console because i started playing it before i had like a good enough pc to run the game um and it's a little it's still a very like granular and customizable game but not right. as much so as on pc when you can do all these mods because there's like such a big community surrounding the game that there's like an infinite level of number of mods basically to be able to make 
your cities like as you like them. Um, and it's like, it's fun. I think it's fun because like a, it's like, um, it, it allows you to be creative with, uh, something that then you can like watch, um, perform for you. And then you can like, uh, optimize it and everything. Yeah. Like when you say perform for you, you mean like you can set it up to where you can watch your citizens just kind of go about their day and do stuff. And yeah. And like you have to, I mean, it like sounds boring. boring it, but it's fun because it's of course like, it does but I, i've played these games a lot of us have yeah sim city is hugely popular we all know it's not boring once you're in there yeah Mixing it's like it a up. dynamic puzzle right yeah. because like you know you set up your like roads for example so that you don't have like traffic right but then when you expand your city you watch how the traffic responds and you might have to like alter what you've built before yeah. and as you like expand industry you need to find a way to manage that traffic and the import exports. You can add like airports and rail lines and public transportation. One of the things that I love about it is like the public transportation stuff, because we live in a city that has like the worst public transportation of like a large metropolitan Mm -hmm. area in the United States. Terrible. Um, And so I'm like constant, whenever I play, I constantly like prioritize mass transportation because also too it's like much better for the environment than cars like my dream is to build which you can't really right now without mods but you can't really build a carless city at the moment Uh, um but like that would be a dream of mine to be able to do that just because it doesn't exist in real life it would be like cool to like create that kind of it'd be so cool utopian place yeah, um, I was. I just came back from Paris, brag. We oui, oui. and uh, yeah, man, it was like it had that same thing of like being in New York, just like such a great public transit system, such a great metro, being able to zip around, pop into wherever you want. It's such a bummer, LA. It just there's like there's like a, definitely a big part of LA where it just wouldn't make sense to do that because everything is so spread out, right? Like as opposed to Paris or New York or man, you know what I mean, like. But at the same time, it's like, man, if we could just get something going on better downtown from downtown to the west side or something, you know what I mean? Like It's mm-hmm. like something that made traveling a little bit less horrible. In yeah, Angeles. I mean, I think I not to open too much of a dialogue, but I think a big part of the problem is like the people in charge of the city and that fund most of the things don't want people to be able to get around the city. Right. I mean, right. part of the reason it's so spread out is to keep different neighborhoods separate separate. like you know um and yeah i mean the sprawl is just like so cumbersome but if you did have strong public transportation like you would have i think more concentrated nodes where like you wouldn't have to be driving around everywhere all the time because you could have like neighborhoods and parts of the city that are almost self encapsulated if you want. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it would cr- encourage more walkability in areas around like good public transport. Not Whereas, unlike any of these other cities we've mentioned, that's exactly how they work. You know, it's like, right. That neighborhood has their coffee shop with their bodega, with their grocery store, with it. You know what I mean? Like they have all their things that they need that they can walk around to their little cheese shop. Their little, that's why businesses can survive so much better in those areas is because it's like, well, I can either get cheese here or I got to get cheese another mile away. And it's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, right. I may check that uh, game out. That honestly sounds great. I love 
city building, city planning games. And that's kind of a, a lost love of mine uh, ever since I was a kid, though. I love a Sim City. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's great. I highly recommend um, if like Sim games or resource management games are uh, like if you're a fan of those at all, I would highly recommend it. Sounds great. Yeah, I think I even own this on the PlayStation 4. Mm. Like, I think it was a PS Plus game one month. Yeah, I, I play it on PS4 mostly, um, but actually, uh, this is not meant to be an ad, but I did see um, that if you, like, I think on, like, Epic Games, if you use PC, it'll be, like, free in, like, a week or so for, like, a oh. week. Oh. Um, uh, so if that interests anybody, check it out. Um, yeah, I'll yeah. definitely check. Yeah, I'll check it out. Nick, you gonna check it out? Yeah, I would check it out. And this isn't an ad, but you can use promo code Video Games a Comedy Show. Yeah, VGAX, VGACS. Yeah, yeah kind of get that, and you can get it a week early there. Yeah, five percent off. Five <laughs> percent off free. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Um. Well, that's great. Yeah, City Skylines. Get into it. Um. Yeah, I'm definitely like you've been playing. Also, been you have you blown through that Legends Arceus game? Have you already beat through that, Scott? Or are you still going working your way through? No, I have, I'm still working my way through. I'm actually a little bit uh, sad at how not far into it I've gotten oh, so far. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I. I. But I'm. I'm gonna um, pick that back up this weekend and kind of try to truck through. Yeah. How many rideable things have you found? I think two. Okay. Yeah. That's like one of the highlights for me on that game was being able to ride those creatures and how fun it was to ride my horse. Yeah. Or my, my client, my, yeah, there's a, there's a, quite a few things you can ride in it and it's like, great. It, and it, and it's so easy. It's so seamless. You can go yeah, from yeah. like horse to fish to horse again. Like in, it doesn't like, there's no loading screen. You know what I mean? There's no, like it's one button click. Can you imagine if there was a loading screen in between? I can. That's like how most video games work. I guess. Yeah. Um, man, that game though. I I so I'm playing a game called Elden Ring. Elden yeah. Ring is that new I mean, everyone knows what Elden Ring is. It's the most popular game in the world right now. It's but it's like I it's made me think a lot about Pokemon Arceus because it's in its design DNA very similar and like the concepts that they're trying to both that they're trying to prove in both like this whole kind of go anywhere do anything model this whole like uh you know the world is your oyster sort of travel in any direction do i mean pokemon's a little bit more linear and closed off mm-hmm. uh well i guess maybe a lot more linear and closed off how no matter you know depending on how you're looking at it but the way that they encourage exploration is the same sort of idea in both games where it's like you know they don't tell you much. They kind of just drop you off, let you kind of go do your own thing and 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 uncover parts of the world as, as at, at your own pace. Not unlike a Breath of the Wild, something like that. Um, yes, Elden Ring is like the the heavy metal version of it. It's like super <laughs> hardcore, very hard, very difficult. But one thing it does is to get on your horse. It is like six frames of animation more than like getting on your horse in Pokemon Legends Arceus. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe this Arceus game did something better than this Elden Ring <laughs> game. Like I can like I like I get on my my rideable so quickly, so so seamlessly. Uh 
and I miss that. And, and and just other aspects of Elden Ring has been making me kind of go because because I'm very far in Arceus, but I haven't beat the game, so I'm kind of like I think I'm gonna go beat that game at some point. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna go back and catch them all, so to speak. Heck I'm yeah. I'm definitely interested in Elden Ring, but yeah the the difficulty of it is a turnoff for me, and then also, yeah. um. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it just seems so massive. Like, yes, for example, I don't know if it's appropriate to compare it to like maybe like a Fallout game where I played Fallout 4 and I really liked it, but it just felt like there was so much and it was also like kind of difficult. And, you know, not that I don't like a hard game, but I my I guess you could maybe call me slightly more of like a casual gamer because I like to, you know, have a challenge, but still like make my way through the game um, without having to grind for hours and hours just to like beat one little section or thing. Um, So how has your experience been in terms? I mean, you said it's difficult, but have you found it like prohibitive to your exploration of the map? And like, is it, too big and too granular like like for example the like crafting mechanics in breath of the wild are so much more manageable than in fallout totally so what what would you where would you say it is on the scale of fallout to breath of the wild would it be way more in the middle it's way more breath of the wild it's than a fallout game for sure there there is a lot of there is a lot of things to consider but I also think that the game does a really good job of you can get super granular and technical if you'd like, but it's not a necessity to prog- to progress or not necessarily a necessity to have a good time with it. Mm. Um, like, for example, it's a full on RPG that, you, you know, you have a build. You're like building your, you're like putting points into dexterity and vitality and stuff. Right. But at the same time, those things have like, real real analog implications like vitality is just your health for the most part you know what i mean uh uh, uh you know uh, what's it called um yeah and yeah your your fp is just your magic uh elden ring to me is a a, a weird beast because i think it both is extremely difficult to to play like it's it's hard to fight bosses in that game like the bosses are hard and it will take you learning their their moves and their strategy almost like how to beat the boss is a puzzle within the challenge right of like at the same time because it's such a massive open world that encourages any direction exploration you can just leave an encounter you're not ready for and go explore something completely different and exploration in this there is no game i'm gonna say more fun to explore than this game there just isn't because Mm. the way they've built their world is it's it's massive but also very granular in the sense of like literally anything you see is something worth exploring and checking out because it will yield some sort of prize or some sort of clue to something bigger that is very meaningful in your game, right? You're not going to, you know, sometimes there's little jokes where like you'll do an entire dungeon and all you'll get is like a mushroom and like, but that's like, that's like a punchline. That's like, that's more like the game fucking with you. But for the most part, you're finding 
critical weapons or you know you'll open a chest and it'll like suddenly transport you to another area of the map you're just not ready to be in like there is cool shit just all on the surface and buried in that game i will say that i did something in helden ring where nick you've been playing the game right i have yeah okay and i don't know if you you've also found this or experienced this but i got to a point in the game there's like a little temple i found and keep in mind, the overworld is, ma- it's like a GTA game. It's so big. It's massive. Right. I got to a little uh, temple and there was a big circular, uh, it was a big circular room. I stepped in the middle of it and it ends up being an elevator. The elevator starts going down and it starts going down for like in game three minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> and by the time you get to the bottom, you're in a completely different area of the map where if you look up, you actually see stars and you realize that you're actually under the overworld map and that there's an underworld map that's just as big as the overworld map. So however big you thought the game was, there's a point where you realize it's actually twice as big as that. Yeah, it's amazing. Scott, I will say um, I bought this game kind of on a whim. Uh, Honestly, I... It was so hyped up. I was like, all right, I'll get it too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd only played um, Dark Souls and a little Sekiro before this, and only a little Dark Souls. I was always put off by difficulty. It's an adjustment, but helpful to know the way to win is to die. I mean, it's just inevitable. You have to get killed by things over and over to learn their patterns. But that's right. the thing with the game and what helped me was having two friends join my world and show me the ropes in the game. We played it online Mm. together, uh, which was extremely difficult to set up. But once we did it, it rolled. (laughs) Um, And learning, okay, this is not a hack and slash game. When I went into it with that mentality, I got killed constantly. It was terrible. But realizing, oh, um, dodging is as important as blocking and mm-hmm. learning the game figuring out those puzzles it became way more enjoyable and yes exploring too um sometimes just a pack of wolves will fall out of the sky onto you <laughs> yeah it's undeniably incredible it's just it's not going to be so many people's thing though mm-hmm. you know like so many mm-hmm. people are not going to be this might be the most popular i've seen niche super niche thing yeah you know what i mean like like the amount of hype around elden ring is like absurd for it's it's like a nerdy like really niche you know niche within a niche of video games thing like it's 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 not for everyone but i will say what really i'm also not a big difficult like i love difficult games i really don't but what has hooked me so much into these souls games is is really the world building because you know, we all tell stories here. Everyone's here is a, is a writer and a, and a damn good one at that. Like the way that they do world building in a Souls game or in like Elden Ring specifically is just so appreciated. And like something that like it doesn't hold your hand in any direction. Everything is a mystery to uncover. So when you meet an NPC, they're talking a bunch of gibberish gobbledygook that you don't know what they're saying. And then later you kind of figure out more of the world and it starts to highlight bits and pieces of things that you've heard. There's a guy named the Onion Knight in Dark Souls who (laughs) he's struggling to fight this beast, right? When you meet him. And so you run up and help him out. You, You help fight this beast to save his life. 
you do that three more times in the game and before you realize that like actually like if he doesn't beat these foes on his own he will go hollow like his entire body will disappear from his skin and he'll oh my stop God. and and like his whole his whole like race of people is like built around like needing to like combat and defeat these enemies or they die so like you just actually fucked him over <laughs> like without even realizing wow. it it's wow. stuff like that and that like is really cool a, and that's a commentary on the white savior complex 100% isn't it? yeah isn't it though and think about that and uh, anyways, Elden Ring continues to be, though, like one of these, like put a couple hours in every night kind of things for me. I just really, really enjoy it. Really dig it. Um, uh, Nick, what about you? Are you are you uh, are you Elden Ringing at all or are you or have you put it down? I'm Elden Ringing very slowly. Um, mm-hmm. I it's kind of a every other day game for me at this point. I think I'm mm-hmm. I might up my intake of it. But um, uh-huh. because I kind of need to play it, get a little frustrated, pause, let it soak in, and then I come back to it refreshed. Yeah. That's my modus operandi. Oh, and a great use of the word modus operandi. Yeah, and I am smart, mm. and I know words like that. Um, oh, yeah. I'm kind of like Forza. the Riddler in that respect. I know big words. Forza. Mm-hmm. Riddle me this. Riddle me that. How do you say Forza? (laughs) (laughs) And Batman didn't get that in the movie. I was like, you're so dumb, dude. He's so stupid. Uh, He's um, never played Xbox. I have another game to talk about real quick. Because I had had personal growth uh, this week. I, you know, in the resource management world, I played Hmm. one single game of Civilization V. Okay. Wow. And that's my personal growth, which is that I was able to stop at one. Wow. <laughs> wow. Civ five. People love this game. Have either of right? you played it? I have Civ Six? How what's what's like the most recent one? Is it six or seven? I believe it's six, but I haven't played one since five, so I'm not the authority. I played four I had- and five. Yeah, I have six on the Switch, and I started playing it, but I will say I need to revisit it. I think at the, at the time, I was a, a little impatient because I I had never played a Civilization game before, um, and I wasn't sure. Like, it just, the format of it, the turn-based style, and all the different things that you can do each turn felt really overwhelming. So, like, I need to revisit it with like a more patient mind versus like, Oh, I can just like start playing right away. Yeah. Um, or like I might even like watch somebody play a little bit like online. Um, I like to do that sometimes because it makes me feel more equipped to like start playing a new game and I can have some fun, uh, faster instead of, uh, floundering so much. Um, but, yeah, that's about my extent with it. What about you, Jeremy? Oh, no. I, I no, you, you know, played. these games, it's so far and few between when I actually play like a real-time strategy game like like that. Like it's it's StarCraft was like really the only one I have that much experience with and Red Alert. <laughs> <laughs> this one is more turn-based than RTS, I'll say. Like uh, Scott mentioned, you can do a bunch of things in your turn and then 
you end your turn and everyone else does the same thing. I don't really play this online. I play with AI, so it goes a little bit faster. But same. for me, this was a big college game and then I took a big break and then two jobs ago, uh, it, we had a lot of downtime <laughs> and it was a game where you can do your turn, you can press uh, end turn and then I go back and do my work for a bit time elapses and then i come back to it yeah 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 but uh last year deep in the pandemic depression um i just was playing it nonstop, and i just couldn't Mm -hmm. stop and i would try to build an empire and these games can take like 10 hours and then i would die (laughs) or lose and it would be such a big disappointment um (laughs) so uh i have personal growth in two respects here because on top of just finishing one game Yesterday, guys, I freaking quit my job. Whoa! No way! Whoa. And you did quit it to play Civ Five. I did, so I could focus full time on that's good. My Byzantium Empire. <laughs> did, did, did you did you have another job lined up, or what was your what's your what's your real time strategy for life here, pal? Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, I took. Uh, a turn-based um, job <laughs> applications. Um, I mm-hmm. do have another job lined up, thankfully, uh, that technically starts this Monday. Uh, maybe the day this uh, episode The day drops? this drops? Yeah. The day this drops, Nick will be hot, deep, neck deep in a new job. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, so I had this customer support job that was... Uh, I'll be honest, not doing it for me. Um, <laughs> found something better uh, in the entertainment world, but I was so. Uh, what is the job? Okay, I'll say it. Uh, I am gonna. You better say it. I'm gonna be um, uh, operating and owning a glory hole in a bathroom of Seven Eleven. Yeah, yeah, it's it's trafficked by celebs sometimes. That's what they tell me. Games are great. Games are good. Hey, Jeremy, um, how's games? Oops, different show. Game. Different show. Yeah. Oh, uh, the last thing I'll say is I'm playing this indie game. So I, I've been mainly playing Elden Ring. I started playing this little indie game that I've been really interested in for a long time called Fist, like capital F-I-S-T dot. It's a game where you play this bunny. You're this like mm. little bunny with a big honking fist. And it's a 2D like action platformer game. And uh, you just whale on other like animals and stuff. There's like a there's like bears in it and like other, like, like fist a bunch of bears. You fist a bunch of bears, yeah, bunch of bunnies. I'm looking it's up it's kind of like bears it, on Google right it now. It looks like Star Fox kind <laughs> of like like characters, right? Because they're like they're like animals that like stand upright and like kind of like furry kind of stuff. What's and it called? It's called Fist. <laughs> oh, just Fist. Gotcha. Yeah, F I S T. It's super cool. It's got kind of like a cyberpunk vibe to it. And uh, I wanted to play this game for a long time, and I finally went on sale. And I uh, I clicked buy. It downloaded. I turned it on. Wasn't disappointed at all. Also, r- a lot of uh, very fun to play. Kind of an easier game after playing both Sifu and Elden Ring, which were like two incredibly challenging mechanics heavy games that like where dying is such a big part of the game you know hey jeremy we oh i'm sorry scott go ahead oh no all i was gonna say was you left out that fist is a an abbreviation whatever it's called yeah for forged in shadow torch oh is that real i didn't actually know uh what it stood for 
I think forged so. in shadow torch. Wow. Yeah, and it's this bunny with oh, and okay, so wait, yeah, you were. I was imagining this being much more like childlike and whimsical. No, it's like it's a like Mega dark. Man bunny. Yeah, it's like dark. It's like it's, it's like, like it's Samus like, bunny. Yeah, Samus bunny, and you're walk. You got your powers, and you're kind of doing cool jumps and cool moves, and you're beating the hell out of like little little rats and stuff. Wow, mm. it's good. It's, it looks fun. Oh yeah, you were not wrong when you said cyberpunk because explore torch city yeah wow. torch city baby torch Little blade city. runner oh yeah what were you gonna ask nick oh i was gonna ask what's your fursona my fursona <laughs> yeah uh if i had to be a f- i'm trying oh to think God. like what would i dress up as probably like a probably like something like like, I don't know, because it's it always, like, fur-covered animals. Is that the point of furries, literally? Or can I be a snake? Can I be, like, a scaly mm. little silly snake? No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, let's stick <laughs> to fur. Okay. Yeah, let's stick to fur. I think fox is probably a good good answer. Oh, nice I big feel that for you. Must <laughs> well, what do I look like then? What, what do you feel for me? I feel like you'd be, like, um, like a... Like, um, like a ferret or like a skunk. Whoa. Skunk. You got a little salt and pepper thing going on. That's kind of skunky. A little skunky. Well, it's okay. just it's All also right. just like the vibe. Like and it has nothing I wanted to do with a like big, being stinky, I wanted a big but... fat tail so skunk works yeah. like fox, you know, like with the big And and skunks can be sexy. I've seen Bambi. Every time um, I see you you're always doing the stanky leg. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all remember that? Y'all remember the stanky leg? Oh hell well, yeah! What about you, Scott? What's 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 yeah? You're, you're well, giving like a nice a nice like golden retriever vibe or something. Oh, thank you. Aww. That's actually that's way more kind than I thought it would ever have been. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know it doesn't match my like physical my actual physical size, but I feel like a little like little sea otter. Cause I love oh, to swim. It's yeah, all time in the water. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And they're like cute and kind of like sexy. Um, mm-hmm. Sling. I like a slinky type of like a vibe. That's a toy. You yeah, know? yeah. It's not a real animal. Um, well, what about you, Nick? What do you? Yeah. What about like you, a, Nick? Scott, can you do me? Yeah. Do, um, do Nick. Okay. What's an animal that like farts a lot? What? Oh, good question. Um, That's. I funny. feel like I don't know if this is like. I don't know if this is being uh, influenced by your like Zoom background right now, but like I feel like uh, Hedgehog Porcupine yes! is like yes, oh. right. Hedgehog, yeah, in the right vein. I think I'm getting um, more Porcupine. Like you don't want to get close to it; it'll sting you. No, <laughs> that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Can't cuddle with it. It's like horrible <laughs> kind of thing. No, <laughs> no. Okay, Hedgehog. I like that for Nick. Yeah. Like a little hedgehog. I'm a hedgehog. I got. I look like I have a spiky exterior, but I got a soft undercarriage. Yeah, like a so- <laughs> like a soft, creamy center. Yeah, yeah, nice creamy center. <laughs> well, and I think that's gonna do it for video games, a comedy show, folks. Thank you so much for listening. It has been quite a doozy. I would like to everyone to plug and plug, plug away as any might say, uh, Nick Costanza, where can people find you and why can people find you? Uh, where people can find me is at Nick underscore Costanza on Twitter at Nick Costanza on Instagram or on the at 
react faders podcast um and why they can find me is because you know i just try you know i always give it my all i try to do right by my crew um by your family my family um and i uh i like video games and i like comedy and that's most of what i talk about so if you're interested in those things give me a peep yeah give him a peep give him one of those little easter ducks give him an easter duck yeah a peep i think they're chicks like little chickens maybe oh yeah they look like ducks they look like little rubber ducks. did you see they have hot tamale peeps this year no, I'm that gonna sounds try, delicious. I'm going to try them. At, yeah. yeah. Hot tamales are low-key one of the best fucking candies. I think I, I agree think. with that. They're so awesome. My friend uh, Dave Hunsaker, who's been on Reactivators, he had this hot tip that sounded crazy, but I'm going to share it with the world. It's so good. Mike and Ike's berry blast flavor, all the berries, uh-huh. mix with Reese's Pieces. Oh. What? Wait a minute. I know. No. I know. It sounds weird. It's it's basically peanut butter and jelly candy. It's so good. Ooh. Trust me. Jeremy, you try it. You're going to cream your jeans. All right. All right. If, is that a promise? It's a promise. That I'll literally come in my pants from eating that food, Nick? Yes. And you can and you can try it. Eating it without your jeans on, and let me tell yeah. you, the cum will wait until you. Put the cum will wait <laughs> yeah. until I put. As soon as those jeans hit my hips, mm-hmm. yeah. The, pr- the it's promise a cum is explosion. Yeah, the promise is you'll cream your jeans. There's no way around it. So yeah. Well, speaking of creamed jeans, Scott <laughs> Theed, where can people find you, and why, and when? Uh, you can find me at the Levi's store. No. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you can find me on... Which is just a Target these days, by the way. You can get <sighs> Levi's at Target, which was sort of... Did that ruin Levi's for us? I don't know. I don't know who us is in that. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the for the three of us here who are dev- or Le- Levi's diehard. Yes. Uh, I actually don't even own a pair of Levi's jeans. I have oh, really? I have Uniqlo and J. Crew jeans. Um, oh. But I... I, That's maybe why I'll your go jeans look so good. It's because they got coming on, baby. Uh, what? Yeah, it helps them fit better. <laughs> it helps them fit. Uh, uh, yeah, so where can people find you? Yeah, you, uh, you can seriously find me, um, incredibly serious, on twitter.com or in the phone app uh, at SWTheed. That's S W T H I E D E, and and you should find me because um, I'm hungry for connection, and I like to think my tweets are funny and and um, relatable. And insightful. they are funny and relatable. Can confirm. Oh, and insightful. Thank mm-hmm. you, Nick. Yeah, I, I I didn't want to be the one to say it, but I'm I think... personally not a fan of the insightful ones. I prefer funny and relatable. Yeah, uh, that's because you don't like challenging your uh, your own beliefs. education and insightfulness is not really my thing. I'm kind of like, no, no, no. We need to be more. Let's be more funny, please. Which is usually um, why you like my tweets. Which is. <laughs> 
Uh huh. Um, all right. And you can follow me on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime. You can follow the show on Twitter at VGA Comedy Show. I'd like to plug the Patreon. Nick Costanza, you are also a part of this Patreon. Patreon.com slash Super NPC Radio, where we have a ton of bonus content, uh, almost a brand new exclusive episode of bonus material on that patreon every single day of the week we are doing our metal gear solid games club right now it's going very very well we've done covered up till metal gear solid 2 thanks to nick costanza a great wow. episode uh which is uh d- which is available now at the ten dollar dj toad tier uh sorry real quick on, on that thing. note do you think you guys will do a ghost babble episode anytime soon so Nick, so we covered the game Ghost Babble a week uh, in the previous episode of that show. Nick gets on, clearly hasn't listened to any of the episodes in it, is talking to his panel and he's saying stuff like, I don't know what this Ghost Babble is. Maybe the boys will cover it later on down the road. And and and, and for, so for, for fans of the show, they're incredibly insulted. They feel very unseen by Nick Costanza's <laughs> approach to hosting. And um, the fact that it's still the funniest and best one is just a testament to my hosting. <laughs> I've heard yeah. that. I've heard both things. And both things. It's, uh, it's a storm of of feedback <laughs> it's a storm of feedback yeah it's a real hailstorm of feedback uh but nick yeah no nick did a great job with that episode um real fun uh we are yeah but we're trudging along in that it's going really well and again um yeah if you like the creators of call me by your game uh reactivators inside video games classic with july or video games a comedy show you can Find original content by all of those creators there, and it helps support us, and it helps us, you know, we, we get uh, some kickback for that. We pay for these hosting fees with that money. We pay for microphone repair with that money. We, uh, uh, we take little trips to Bali with that money, you know? It's just, it's all, it's, it's, it helps us um, uh, keep the lights on whatever anyways uh we'll talk to you soon next week with a brand new episode about a brand new thing bye